Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd and this is my vomit. I should say our vomit. I gotta get used to having a co-host. And I'm the co-host, Christina. What's up, nerds? And that's her vomit. Uh, we're gonna For now. Get right into the vomitorium. We have a bunch to cover. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games uh, since I cleared out, which we'll talk about later, uh, Borderlands 3. I've had the time to actually watch shit. Um, no movies, weirdly enough. It's weird for you. I know. You always have a movie story. I, I know, I know. Um, but let's get right into... Uh, I finished... I finished uh, Days Gone. This is a game that um, after Borderlands 3... Uh, or before Borderlands 3 came out, I'd started, got about probably really like two-thirds through, three-fourths through. Borderlands 3 came out, I took a break from it, I came back. Um, there's a caveat that I'll talk about in a little bit. But I finished Days Gone. Um, I didn't do the math on how many days gone it took me, because the days do actually count. Do they actually count the days? Uh, they're like fictional days. Okay, like day um, one, and, and then it goes to the next storyline. Well, line. it starts like with two. whatever the math is on two years. Oh, gotcha. So, 720-ish. But then, like, you'll finish whatever you're in. It'll go to a cutscene, or blackout, yeah, and be like, and, hey, day 265. Yeah, and, and some of the storylines, like, the cutscenes, like, push the day up, because they have to happen during the day or during the night. Gotcha. Um, but I think I topped out at 880-something. That's a lot of days. Um, That's a lot of days gone by. It's a lot of days gone. Um, well, probably about 120-ish, which is, what, three months? No, that ain't right. No. Six three months, months would be about 90 days. Yeah, 120 would be six months. Yeah, about six months. Yeah. To, like, run around the zombie wasteland and find my, you know, thought-dead wife and reunite with my... You know, a uh, uh, biker best friend, Boozer. Is this the one that had the brutally murdered gay? Yes, that we were talking about. Yes. <laughs> Where I, I brutally murder Schizo, who had it coming, folks. Spoiler alert, Schizo had it coming. Uh, that he did. He was a traitor in Iron Mike's camp. He was a traitor in the uh, uh, weird Crater Lake militia. He's a piece of shit. Not a fan of Schizo. But anyway... So I finally finished it. Uh, was the ending earned? Absolutely. Um, I find my thought dead wife, which the whole first half of the game is like, I'm hunting for my wife. Um, very fugitive-y type of thing. Um, and it, it basically the game premise is like a zombie apocalypse. I start off with like in the northern area of Oregon. Um, run missions for camps, storyline progression, blah, blah, blah. Um, open up the southern part of Oregon. Run missions, blah, blah, blah. South Oregon decides to attack North Oregon. Thus, you know, connecting the maps I can move between both, finally. Okay. The colonel dies in a cutscene, which was a little anticlimactic. Uh, Boozer, thought dead, sacrificing himself for the greater good comes back in a very Hudson Hawk-esque kind of way, like, unfucking believable um, kind of way that I think, I thought kind of cheapened it a little bit. Because at one point the wife is like, Sarah, I should probably start saying her name, Sarah's like, where's Boozer? I want to see Boozer. He's like, my big brother. And then the main character, Deacon's like, no, he sacrificed himself. And it's like a big 
deal for all these characters to realize that Boozer sacrificed himself, despite being kind of the selfish comedy relief character, kind of. Like, he wasn't like Chris Tucker in um, Fifth Element comedy-wise, but but yeah, like kind of a sidekick character. Um, and he just goes like, at ah, the last minute I jumped out, here I am, like, hugs. And I'm like, that a little cheapened. Um, you and I were talking about, speaking of Schizo, the fact that during a, uh, a boss fight where the boss has a, a one-shot, one-kill on you, um, I finally managed to like take him down, and uh, he's bleeding out, and the main character, Deacon St. John, goes, there used to be a time I would take you out and leave you for the freaks, the freakers, the zombies. And uh, Schizo goes, no, no, no. And he goes, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Because, you know, while they're tearing you limb from limb, they wouldn't enjoy it. And then he just, like, gleefully, the main character, gleefully slits a dude's throat and watches them bleed out. And it was incredibly satisfying story-wise <laughs> and player-wise. Um, and I'm going to use this as a bridge that... One of the things I actually didn't like about Days Gone was that at one point there is a side mission that needs to be completed to move the storyline along, which I thought was a little cheap. I didn't see it coming. It's a mechanic that I've never seen plot-wise. And maybe Christina could just put her phone on silent or something. Yeah, don't judge me. Don't judge me that I'm popular. I'm not. My phone never rings. It's My phone's been on silent for like five years. Um, so that's why my, you never respond my, to me. All my, huh? So that's why you never respond to me. Well, I'm usually just, you know, playing video games or watching all the stuff we're going to be talking yep. about. Um, or I'm ignoring you. Um, there it is, folks. There it is. The true hey, reason. I, I told you, I ate up my empathy for the month, and it's already the fourth at the time of you recording. Did. So. You did. That's it. Like, that's all the empathy you get. <laughs> or anyone gets, for that matter. But I didn't like that there was a mechanic where I had to finish a storyline, or I'm sorry, finish up a side mission to the storyline along. Now, this coincides with something my friend has been playing that I'm going to talk about in a second called Control, where he's literally stuck on a level or mission or whatever you want to call it, I suppose, um, that he wants, like, you you can't progress a storyline in the video game without beating it, and apparently it's difficult. I, I don't know what difficulty he's playing it on, I assume, obviously, not easy. Um, our friend Edgar, like, he's not... I, I can't see him playing the game on easy. Like, normal, yes. Hard, maybe. Yeah. But probably at least normal difficulty. And for him not to be able to get through it is very uh, weird. And I just started playing Control, which Edgar, undeniably accurate description of... It's like Nathan Drake with telekinesis. Or it's like Nathan Drake meets Jean Grey. Oh my god, that is the most accurate thing ever. Now, you're probably wondering who half these people are that I've just mentioned. You probably know Jean Grey. Yes, I do know Jean Grey. The others, however... Nathan don't. Drake is the hero to the Uncharted series. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're... It's one of the greatest game franchises ever. Like, when I first got a PlayStation 4, like that was what I played was the Uncharted trilogy. And then... Uh, Lost Legacy or whatever, and and Thor. Oh my God, he's like an Indiana Jones okay. type of you know adventure treasure hunter 
Yeah, I never really got into that trilogy, so don't really know much about it. It's so fun. It is so fun. So rewarding emotionally, and, and like game-wise, the mechanics are awesome. Um, Third-person, basically, platform treasure hunter. Uh, it, it's like the closest I can be to being Indiana Jones in real life. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Is, is, is playing Nathan Drake on the Uncharted series. Um, I cannot recommend those games enough. Um, but basically, this uh, control is a one-time like kind of action platformer, third-person perspective. Um, you do have the service. What they call it? the service weapon, which is a shape-changing gun. Uh, you also have telekinetic powers. I'm only halfway. I'm sorry, halfway. Thirty minutes into this game. And it's, yeah, basically Nathan Drake meets Jean Grey, and it's a mind fuck. Like, garbled... Is it as bad as that psychopathic game that you were playing, where if the schizophrenia won? Um, actually, it's kind of weird you do bring up Hellblade. Senna was a lament, or whatever that was called, which I never finished, because I got too freaked out. This is one of those, like, you seem to... I don't know if it's attacked quite yet, but for... You know, lack of a better phrase, it seems you you are being attacked by mentally by the hiss, which is this otherworldly like venom entity. It's uh, like another worldly venom, like entity that is there. Uh, more like the uh, the upside down. It's more gotcha. the upside down is what I'm to gather. But you do seem like mentally attacked by it, um, and there are like voices in the background. And they're saying weird things, and it should need the subtitles on to be like, "You have the gun, we you control us." It, and I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck did that thing just say?" Like, it is bonkers. Um, so, disclaimer: if you have any mental illnesses, do not play this game. Maybe, possibly. I would say epilepsy. Do do not play this game with epilepsy. Um, it's it's not as what's the word I want to hear? Uh, not. not not intricate or engrossing, but um, it's not as accurate in terms of the mental gotcha. health stuff with the uh, with the Hellblade game, because that was. They had a disclaimer at the beginning of the game, correct? Like, yeah, like if you have mental health issues, this may not be the game for you. Um, whereas uh, Control is a lot more action oriented. It's not like yeah, you're hearing voices, but like you're a telepath and not a schizophrenic. Does that make sense? So it makes sense that you're hearing... Well, in both of them it makes sense you're hearing voices, but for different reasons. Um, but apparently my friend, Edgar, like as we were saying, uh, got stuck in control. Once again, there's a, apparently a difficult level or goal, mission, I think they call them, which makes sense, that uh, he can't progress the storyline. So I'm itching to see if... I get oh, really when I get there, and I'm interested um, to hear the follow up on when you get there, dude. How I, long it took you? I look you. so forward to just like beating the level he's stuck on and going like, "You're uh-huh. fucking <laughs> vagina!" Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it or is was... it going to be one of those moments where I see a post on Facebook like when you finally caught the last pigeon in Spider Man, and I'm going to know what you're talking about? Oh god, the pigeons <laughs> in Spider Man. This is the best worst most fun side mission ever but yeah I don't I don't really like the game mechanic that 
forces you to have a difficult, difficult level, have something seemingly possible. Or, or have that, a side mission that makes you have to finish exactly, it to like, progress the story. Like, I'm not saying we should go back to, like, really simple storytelling. I, I get that, like, it's challenging. You want to feel rewarded. Um, but there's also a limit um, onto what to make yeah, the game like, more, like... It, enjoyable, but not as difficult to where you get fed up with it just because you have to finish the side mission. Edgar will never know how Control ends because he walked away from it. Oh, jeez. He walked away from it. He was like, I'm mission. done. And I don't know if he's going to play Outer Lands or not, but that's how the whole conversation started with him going like, are you going to play Outer Lands? said, no, I've got Days Gone. I've got Control. Um, Star Wars Fallen Order comes out next, uh, not next month, this month. In like a week and a half. Oh shit. Yeah, right? And then I got, luckily I got nothing till January with DBZ Kakarot. And then... At some point on that list, Persona 5. Somewhere. Persona 5 is... Persona 5 will happen once I get through... Hmm, let me think here. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. So I got... Star, right, pause for I got, a thinking moment, I got, folks. I got Star Wars... <laughs> That shouldn't take me longer than a month. If it does, I'll be surprised. So, yeah, it won't. Um, and then I'll probably wrap up Control, because it'll probably interrupt Control. And then I'll have Kakarot in January. And then Last of Us Part 2 comes out in May, so I've got a So maybe between like February and May you'll get yeah. to Persona. That's a good three months to get through that 200 and plus hours of game. RPG, yeah. And I'm like... Well, I'm, and I'm probably a good, like, I think 15 or 20 hours already into it, so... Um, so you got I'm the beginning done of it. Yeah, I got, like, you know, 10% of it done. I can't believe I've been playing that game for 20 hours based on, like, progress and storyline. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, not speaking of, uh, and I propose nothing at all, Borderlands uh, 3, the new DLC, Bloody Harvest. You and I were talking off-air. I'm really unimpressed by it. Um, it's a kind of medium map with uh, repetitive kind of unlocks. So basically you hunt down possessed bad guys throughout the galaxy, which does sound awesome and isn't. Uh, kill the ghosts that possess them, thus collecting hectoplasm. So you can then unlock the heck hole. And heck hole. Uh, heck hole which I'm going to start calling my butt. For no reason. Um, other than I just assume Heck lives there. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, and then you fight the, the kind of the big bad, the, the boss there, which is a buffed up version of a previous boss from the actual storyline, Captain Haunt from Captain Tront. Why they rhyme, I'm sure, is not a coincidence. Um, Probably not. And then you just took over and over and over again to complete like built-in challenges and it's just not it's not engaging to me at all um, the next DLC they're going to release is the uh, takedown of the Malawan black site uh, which sounds like a blast you're taking out a military black site unfortunately it's literally built to be a four-person co-op each person uh, being level 50 people well, A, I'm not level 50. <laughs> I'm level 47. 
You're almost there, though. Oh, I'm getting there. Um, and I don't like playing with other people. I really don't. Um, I like playing with friends, but not like strangers, where I don't know communicating. Like, I, I'm the kind of guy like all Leroy Jenkins that shit. It's a different. You're group. looking at me like you don't know who Leroy Jenkins is. Are you fucking serious? Leroy Jenkins! Okay, we're not going to watch it in the middle of this recording, but I will show you Leroy Jenkins. At least I got chicken. All right? Chicken? Yeah, you heard me right. Yeah. At least I got chicken. All right. Oh, fuck, I got chicken at home. Anyway. <laughs> I am Leroy Jenkins. Shit. But on that note of that, if it was, say, like, I was to get to game and get to that level 50, you would game with me on that. And, like, maybe Edgar and somebody else that we were all... If no, we were all level 50, like, it, it doesn't scale. It scales to level 50, yeah. which is... But what I'm saying cap. is, like, if you had, like, four of the, three of the people that were playing it, got to level 50, got to that section, you would play with them, but versus online people that you don't know, don't know how you can be around them. Well, and, like, don't know, like, my friend Sean, I know how he plays. I know how he moves. We are basically Borderlands lovers. We know the ins and outs of each oh other. Oh, God, the day that Borderlands 3 came out, folks... Not stop talking about it. Oh, me and Sean? Oh, God, no, no, you. At work. Borderlands coming up. Oh, I was, Borderlands so, I was talking up. to Sean independently of that. Who's the former... I'm sure. Former cook that... Yeah, I got into Borderlands. That's Sean. Yep. All right, I know what Sean you're talking about. Now. Yep. The man who in a Philly accent went, I'm going to get some cash. And every time he grabs money, he goes, Cash. Grab some cash. I'm like, I love it. I'm like, get loot. You're getting cash. Total East Coast. Fucking, oh, I love it. I can see it. Parking the brown car. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, Sean and I like His brother, not so much, but that's all another story. Uh, let's see. Since the Borderlands 3 uh, DLC has not been so engaging, I have been actually watching a lot of stuff. Oh, let's... In, well, shit. Fuck. Okay. I'm committed to it. He's already gotten on that path. Uh, back. Silicon Valley. Uh, season 6. The final season premiered. You're nodding. You don't watch it. Nope. Um, one of the best comedies. I already told you about the season finale of the first season with the world's greatest dick joke. I actually do really want to watch that one just to see that. Just to see that. I will literally down. get that episode and we'll watch it together. <laughs> um, it sounds fantastic. Whole mathematical equation about dicks. Everyone is still as neurotic and nerdy and weird, awkward. Um, you've got uh, Richard, played by um, Tom Middle, uh, Tim, Tom, Tom Middleditch, who you'd know from like the Verizon commercials, I guess. Yeah. Um, Thomas Middleditch. Uh, is Richard Hendricks going up in front of Congress the way that like, Zuckerberg did is fucking hilarious. Just him going like, can I pace? Can I pace? Well, you have like a stationary microphone. He just like picks up the whole box of the microphone and like starts walking around with it. Because <laughs> he thinks better like during pacing. Uh, do I want TJ Miller to come back this season? It's the last season? Yeah. Um, are there issues with that? Yeah. Personal with T.J. Miller and the whole... He called in a bomb scare against a lady who was not... 
privy to his sexual advances in real life. Okay. But, like, I want to see this wrapped up. I want to see how Pied Piper finally wraps up. So I'm very excited for Silicon Valley the last season. Um, Speaking of last seasons, BoJack Horseman, the first half of the last season, season six, premiered. Uh, I've only, like, gotten, like, two or three episodes in, but that first episode ends real hard. BoJack Horseman is one of those cartoons that, as much as you want to talk about Rick and Morty having dark, real emotions, uh, or real dark emotions, however you want to phrase that, BoJack Horseman has the most sophisticated, resonating, emotional impact of a cartoon I've ever seen. Um, the entire first episode is Bojack in rehab after OD, after his former co-star um, Sarah Lynn, voiced by Christian Schaal, uh, ODs on a bender with him in the planetarium. And it's like him like talking to the cops, and he's like, I don't know where she got the heroin. <laughs> right? And they're like, yeah, case closed, don't worry about it. And he goes to rehab. And, like, he goes to the therapy, he feels great, and they keep talking about, like, when was the first drink you ever had? And he kind of dodges that question. And they literally work backwards on his timeline about when he had his first drink. And the first time was, like, it seems to be when he was on set in his 80s sitcom, Horsin' Around. Because if you don't know who Bojack Horseman is, he's got, like, a horse head. He's an anthropomorphic horse person. It's like if Bob Saget was a horse. Okay. Cool. Um, and he has some orange juice with accidental vodka in it to loosen him up to have a kiss scene with Cindy Crawfish, voiced by Cindy Crawford. Like they got some fucking names on this season. Um, they got Lee Daniels, like the director Lee Daniels, playing the director Flea Daniels. But that's all another story. It's a flea. Um, it's all like you know, animal people. Uh, but you find out by the end of the episode that Bojack's first drink was at a birthday party his parents threw at him that threw for him that no one showed up to the parents got like pass out drunk on a bottle of like half a bottle of vodka and a little like four or five year old Bojack like comes up looks at his parents pass out takes a swig of vodka and curls up to his passed out mother and like you know, like, cutely passes out with them, like, that's the norm. And you're like, oh my god, he thinks, like, getting drunk and passing out like a loved one is, like, that's the norm. Like, you're like, oh my god, this has been going on for 40, 50 years with him. Like, that's insane. That is... That is fucking real. Um, Bojack Horseman is not known for pulling punches emotionally. So, and that's just the first episode. After that, like, he helps a girl in rehab, sort of. Um, you start getting into uh, Princess Carolyn, who is his um, anthropomorphic cat uh, agent, who's also helping his, I guess, quote-unquote, emotional rival, Mr. Peanut Butter, who's a, a, a golden lab, who is dealing with the guilt of cheating on his fiance with his ex-wife. Yikes. Yeah, no, yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, Bojack is, like, it, 
Bojack does not fuck around in terms of like getting real in terms of emotion. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm excited to see where this is going. Like I said, like with Silicon Valley final season. Um, I don't want it to end. It's one of those like I'm gonna miss BoJack. I'm gonna miss Silicon Valley. You'd wish they'd continue, but they have to end it somewhere. Well, and if they end it satisfyingly, then I'm okay. But I don't want it to go. Like there are a handful of shows that like I just I don't want to go. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. Financially, socioeconomically, whatever. With Silicon Valley, I mean, a lot of the people are like starting to like make a name for themselves like Kamel Anjani who was in Stuber and who wrote an Oscar Award nominated movie called The Big Sick which if you haven't seen I highly recommend um, about how he and his wife met and she got literally like sick like medically induced coma sick and like he just started dating her and it's about like him dealing with like her parents and they're like you just started dating her and he's like but I'm in love with her and they're like well you don't even know her and and there's like a lot of stuff about him being like Pakistani and 9 11 because they're like they're like you know kind of uninformed wouldn't say bumpkins but in the words of uh, Bill Murray from uh, Groundhog Day yeah Rita they're <laughs> hicks they're not like they're not, they're not dim but... they're just ill informed you know what I mean yes brown people and 9-11 and you're like well no that's not yeah there's a great joke where like someone goes well what about 9-11 he goes man we lost like 12 good people in those planes <laughs> took you a second didn't it <laughs> and the guy goes uh and he goes I'm, I'm kidding it was a natural tragedy it's awful like yeah in your mind way to go way to go Doug bunk can't leave that on there? Fine, I spilled beer on my nose. <laughs> I was going to say, what, you get it up your nose? but uh... Nope, just on it. Uh, let's see. Coming up on the... So I could have asked, on your other list, is like, who's medieval? Okay. Yeah, that sounded rehearsed, folks. And there's it was a not rehearsed. Well, not really all that rehearsed. It was, but... scri- it was scripted at best. Um, last week, I realized while editing, I didn't explain what medieval was, so I asked Christina to indeed ask me about it, which is why I kind of weirdly backtracked on some of the video game talk. Um, but I do actually have something to say about medieval. The medieval remaster, I never played it before when it originally came out. And yeah, the lyric, uh, the lyrics, the graphics I can tell are updated. The controls are much like playing an early game or a little sticky, a little twitchy. Um, basically, and I, I, I want to read this verbatim just because this is how I want to describe it. Looks new, plays old. It feels... I've had that feeling it, in it, some it of my games It feels like I've a PlayStation, played. PlayStation 2 game. Um, well, a good example would be like the going back to Kingdom Hearts, which I've please. referenced in previous games, is that Chain of Memories is originally from the Game Boy. So you have to switch through a card of decks. And I can imagine it being easier on the Game Boy, but going to a PlayStation also and having to th- flip through a deck of cards with your all your L buttons and R buttons is like, this is a lot. Well, the graphics like, are better, but it plays like an older... It plays like an old game. And it just... And it and that makes it feel old. I wouldn't say like frustrated, but it's like... It doesn't have the same spark as like 
the newer games. We're like, this is obviously a new level of technology or sophistication in storytelling or a new game mechanic. Um, like with uh, controls, I wanted to bring this up earlier. Sorry. I will side note though, I've never played the Chain of Memories game on the Game Boy Advance. So I'm not sure exactly if it's like played out the same it, way it as the PlayStation. Works. So, but it does. It, it it looks new, but it feels old. Yeah, which can be a little trudging. It's not the right word, but it's a little like okay, I'll do this just because I have to. A little begrudging. That's what I was looking for. That's it's it's not like the the new uh, ammo. Mac- mechanism in uh, control where you do have a gun that never needs to be reloaded but it needs to recharge which is fucking interesting because like I can use tele- I can use my telekinesis while it's reloading so I'm like I'm out of bullets bam bam you're flying across the room now weird floating hiss person okay that, that does wrap up actually control is the next question mark because obviously I'm playing it uh, lastly and this is something that kind of a cross co-host um so Deb and I on No Applause Just a Clap came up with the five episode rule where with a new show we will watch five episodes before we make a snap judgment about it which five episodes and snap judgment don't seem to work together but it's like okay the pilot they put a lot of money into the second episode is always kind of a letdown and then the third one kind of builds the story, and then the fourth and fifth kind of gets more. Yeah, it starts more. building the season, and um, Batwoman is on episode four. I've watched four episodes of it. Batwoman being the new um, Arrowverse show from, you know, uh, uh, CW. It was originally introduced last season when they were jumping from Earth to Earth to Earth during uh, one of the crises. Uh, I believe that it was the Crisis of Earth X. Uh, yeah, the Nazi Earth decided to invade our Earth during oh, during Flash's wedding. Yeah, um, and then this crossover will be Crisis on Infinite Earths, which has got some gravity to it. But that's a whole other story that I've talked about with the Flash dying on my birthday. And yeah, anyway, and you can't have a Crisis without a Flash dying, as DC has said. That's yeah, a, look back on a lot of it. He always dies you, in some crisis. You look at any crisis, and a flash always seems to die. Or disappears. Correct. You've had Barry Allen. You've had... Uh, oh, no. Bart Allen was murdered. Oh, no. Wally West disappeared on um, Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Anyway. I could stroll down my own weird memory lane and comic books in my head, but... Um, what am I talking about? Oh, Batwoman. So she was introduced, uh, played by Ruby uh, Ruby Rose from um, Orange is the New Black. Um, and a lot of people have gone like, well, their like, ratings have declined. Is it because like she's a lesbian? The character's a lesbian. No, I don't think so. I think at least 50% of America's okay with a gay lady Batman. Like, I am. I don't care. Um, as long as it's an intriguing story, an engrossing story, I don't care if she's a lesbian. I don't care that it's a lady Batman. My issue is that in across two episodes, they introduce uh, Kate Kane, uh, Batwoman, her love, uh, seeming love interest, Regan, on one episode. And on the second episode, she has to stand up 
quote unquote stand up Regan uh, to to be Batwoman, obviously, and like, oh, I can't reconcile kind of the, I hate to like, okay, I hate to like, patriarchate on this one, but like, can't reconcile the like Kate Kane Batwoman Bruce Wayne Batman thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? How like Batman never really had a relationship because he couldn't reconcile those two sides of himself yeah. and share himself completely and. Kate Kane says that where she's like, I can't, I'm not in a position where I can share myself completely. So Regan just apparently, I mean, I don't know, could there could be a payoff at the end of the season I don't know about, but um, or in the next episode, who knows? But it just seems like they introduced a love interest just to have them break up so that Kate understands like she can't be both. both. She has to choose one or the other. Right. And that's just sloppy writing. Like it's just sloppy story. It's like let's introduce like a, a funny, charismatic love interest that could, and like and basically Regan was there to weirdly enough like make Kate's ex girlfriend jealous. Huh. So it's like when all three of them are together at one point in the, on the fourth season, uh, fourth episode. It's like well that's awkward. Like it's your new girlfriend and your ex girlfriend. And then the ex-girlfriend's like, I just want someone to be honest. And, like, that woman's like, or whatever. Kate Kane's like, I can't share myself completely. Like, but can she share herself completely with the ex-girlfriend who works for her dad as, like, some kind of paramilitary Blackwater type of company? It, it, yeah, Like, can she be honest with her? Maybe. Oh, and the uh, the ex-girlfriend's totally married to a dude. Which I'm okay with. Like, let her be by. Who gives phase. a fuck? Eh. Maybe. Once again, like, that's cheap. Like, because it's like, but why would she be jealous? That is true. So, let her be by. The ex-girlfriend be by. Uh, I want to say her name's Sophie or something like that. Um, tough black uh, African-American lady. Um, which I'm like, okay, so now you got, like, tough African-American could be bisexual. Yeah. But everyone's flipping out about lesbian lady Batman. I'm like, have you seen her supporting cast? Because I'm pretty sure Lucius's, Lucius Fox's son totes gay. Calling it. I think Luke Fox totes gay. I think it's going to be one of those weird reveals that the way they had with Mr. Terrific in uh, The Flash, where it's like, oh, and I have a husband, or I have a boyfriend. And you're like, oh, okay, he's gay. And no one gives a shit. Yeah. Because we've gotten to that point. But the thing is, like, it's just shoddy storytelling. That weird love interest being brought in and then discarded, or the fact that you now realize that the, the big bad Alice, like Alice in Wonderland Alice, like, is Batwoman's sister because... Not because, but, like... Well, yeah, because she thought that, like, Batwoman and her dad, like, stopped looking for her after they thought they were dead because Batman didn't save her. But then you find out, like, the stepmom, like, planted, like, bone fragments from a deer and covered it up so that, like, the husband can move on and marry her. Like, but not, like, in a sinister way. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, it's convoluted in a way that I... You're looking at me, like... And I've been watching every episode. There are only four of them. I'm talking about deer bone fragments, like estranged thought dead sisters, African-American bisexual ex-girlfriend love interests. Yeah. 
Yeah. Paramilitary groups in Gotham. Batman's been gone for years. Oh, and like the whole like uh, narrative structure is uh, Kate Kane writing like a diary slash letters to Bruce Wayne. Huh. Where she's like, Dear Cousin Bruce, like today I stopped the magpie. But like I realize that I can't have a love life because I'm also a Batwoman. And I'm like, God damn it, face like like face and palm hands. Like, what is this fucking narrative structure? That is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's like it's once again like it, the devil call it lazy, and I would say why, but like I don't think it's lazy. I think it's sloppy. Yeah, I think it's just them trying to capture a market that is waning because CW is losing Arrow. Uh, Flash has gotten tedious. This last season, or this new season, has been great because you know n- no evil speedster finally. Um, we've had those three out of five seasons. Legends of Tomorrow, like, cracked the code on having fun, but, like, Batwoman trying to, like, get a new, like, audience and going, like, is it my sister? Is it not my sister? Oh, it is my sister, but is it? I'm, I'm just kind of, like, you're creating... You're creating, like, it's... You're creating a lure that I... Like, you don't need to do it. Yeah. Like, just do a good fucking job. Don't try to create the mysteries to bring people in, like, you know, after this season or after the crisis. Um, I mean, once again, there could be something huge on the crisis. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that won't be till December 10th, which is when the Flash will die. It's my fucking birthday, which is bullshit. Both my birthday and the Flash die. You poor soul. Yeah, I'm a poor, unfortunate soul. You poor, unfortunate souls. All right, Ursula. Yeah, that's right. I should I should play her rather than uh, Queen Latifah <laughs> in the life thing. Have you seen that? Like, they're, I like, have seen the previews for that. Like, so is it like it's like a stage play slash musical slash they're showing? It's an the animation animated version, version like, an, like a live. But like they're showing anim- the animated version like next to it, like a split screen is what I'm to understand. I am not sure. I've seen some of the bit previews. I think you're going to be doing. You it. do realize that you and Deborah basically flotsam and jetsam, right? Because you're Ursula. Yep. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. You are two eels. You are two eels. Never meant oh, to God. make you die to cry. And here I was but saying... we have blowing yellow eyes. I can hypnotize people. <laughs> I like to think that as opposed to like... One, if I was a... Some kind of sea witch, I would obviously be some kind of like... Total like butch dyke. With big swigging titties with no babies on them. Uh, if I may quote James Adomian... I'll have to play that for you, too. Oh, God. Um, what else were we supposed to look up? The uh, dick scene. Dick jokes. Oh, dick, dick jokes, and then, yeah, all supervillains are gay. Got it. Cool. I need, oh, and that I need, one... I need to write this After a character guy that I didn't know who was... Oh, Nathan Drake, now you find Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, I Yeah, you're fly- Okay, and by the way, I said I wouldn't sing on this podcast before we recorded those... But back to totally it. jamming on the wombats. I do think that they're going to be showing some... the movie for Little Mermaid. Well, like actually, I thought it was vaulted. Wasn't it vaulted? I don't know. They said it's animated and a live performance. It's like a crossover. Like so, hybrid I feel like thing. in something, some scenes they're going to be just showing the movie, and then the others they're actually going to be live. Because how are you going to do like Ursula's like octopus arms, squid arms, whatever those are? Animatronics. No, it's not like Disney doesn't have the money, but... Disney owns almost everything now. 
Right? They're making their own Disney Plus with everything that The Simpsons will be on as well. Well, that's because they got that in the Fox deal to get like all the X-Men shit back. Yeah. Yeah, Disney's going to turn into whatever George Orwellian like conglomerate. If you were to listen to, you know, Pimping It, when Kathy Hammond comes out, shine bright. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Disney Plus has got what? Simpsons, Star Wars, Disney, um, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, Marvel. Uh, Lucas. Yeah, and Lucas. Oh, Star Wars. But like, you got like. Yeah. yeah. You got like everything they own on there. Because Fox is launching anything. No. But Fox does have ESPN. Like They've got their sports shit. But ESPN is also part of Disney, though. Are they really? Yeah. If I remember correctly, there's an ESPN World I literally at know World. so little about sports, I didn't realize Disney owns ESPN. I don't think that's right, though. I don't know if they own it, but I think they have, like, a part of it, because... Because I know Disney's got Hulu, because... They have Hulu? That I did not know. Mm-hmm. Which has a really fun Marvel series called The Runaways on it. But on that note, we obviously have much to catch up on uh, uh, off air, and uh, I think this has gone on long enough in a in a in a good way. <laughs> now you're looking it up. Yep. She's looking it up. We're doing our due diligence. Yep. Yep. Sometimes. Popular Disney assets like ESPN would be owned by the same company that owns its major competitor, Fox Sports, ABC, and News Fox would also compete to be owned by the same. You are company. literally just mumbling to your phone. Does <laughs> Disney own? When Disney buys Fox, there's a great risk of potential media monopolies. I believe they have like a part of ESPN. Popular Disney assets like ESPN would be owned by the same company. So yes. Okay. So anyway, um, look forward to talking, uh, uh, vomiting about uh, a bunch of stuff next week. I'm going to play the fuck out of control. I'll say that much. And hopefully catch up on more DC stuff like Black Lightning that I haven't even talked about. So many more to come. Yes, I've got a whole side story about that involving sending my friend a. <laughs> this dick is our nerd vomit. It and sending my friend a dick cake for his birthday. Oh my god! With many more to come written on it. Ha ha ha! Nerd vomit, dick, come. Do you have anything to add on that? And we're out, like a bifurcated penis in sweatpants. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.